Hey, Tara. Hey, Johnny. Ooh. <laughs> we both got super deep there. Yeah. Wow. Um, one of us has to be Butch. Anyway. So, um, do you want me to sit outside? Because I just got off a cruise ship. <laughs> yes, I actually would. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I hugged you yesterday, so whatever you have, I now have. Well, it's fine, because it was a, a, a ship full of 2,000 uh, Trekkies, and they are very science-heavy. So we no one touched anybody. We were a lot. Is that of, true? Oh, elbow bumping. Yeah, nobody touched anybody. I lysoled everywhere I went with wipes. Everywhere. I there's so many things I could say, but I'm a lady, so I won't. <laughs> You're not a lady. Well, I pretend to be. <laughs> um, how was the cruise? It was so much fun. They transformed this entire ship uh, into. Uh, all Trek things. The elevators had Trek things. The oh my ballrooms. God, how fun. It was nice. But the, did did okay? So yes, there was a lot of elbow bumping. Yeah. Uh, again, I could say something and I won't. Um, but did they test you? Was it no? They did, were so lax. They were like, um, "Have you been feeling well? Yes. Have you traveled here, there, there? No. Okay." Come on, welcome. Come on in. And you you ended up you left the ship in Puerto Rico. I did. I had to well it was my birthday. So. Well, it was your birthday this week, but we're gonna talk about a bunch of things that have happened to you this week. This week was besides getting coronavirus. Oh god. I'm I don't have coronavirus, but I, I did have a dagger to my neck, as you well know. Yes, we'll get to that. Okay. Can you please not rush things? And by the way, yes. I'm gonna I am gonna totally do what our pet. What, don't we have a pet peeve when actors go oh, on sweetie, Facebook? We have lots of pet peeves. <laughs> no, no, we talked about this one. When actors go on Facebook and they're like, "Nailed it!" Oh, the cryptic message. The cryptic. I'm gonna be cryptic because you just got a really big job, which we can't talk about. Which we can't talk about. So, well, I mean, I guess we could because no, no, no we no, can't. We can't. I'm being non-disclosure agreement. No. I did not sign a non-disclosure agreement. Oh. But yes. I am. But it still doesn't. But matter. I am crazy excited about it for you. I am crazy excited about it too. You so deserve so it, hashtag honey. booked it. Hashtag yes, hashtag booked it. Grateful. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag working set actor. Life. Oh my god! Journeyman. I despise when people I do hate that. It when they do that too, because it's, like, it's like a call for attention, but they don't want to give you the information. Thank you. And I think this is something that you celebrate with your family and your close yes. friends, and you say this is amazing and wonderful. But I also there. This is my feeling, and I'm not taking away from anybody. I think we should all celebrate our wins. But I do believe that I think there's so many out of work actors, mm-hmm. and I just go, "What's your point?" I get it, but if you're that close with somebody you would just tell them i know this guy i'm not gonna name names but very you nice tell me guy. at the break yeah okay. very nice guy see him at auditions all the time we're friendly enough to have be on facebook together but uh, you know we don't i don't have right. his, i don't think i have his phone number but every time i see him in an audition the very next day or hours later he sends me a facebook message to see if i got the job see i and i'm like i don't Look, I didn't I, get it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I, will, I will be honest. There, one of my favorite stories was sitting in an audition and uh, a very successful actress. And there were four with uh, there were four of us. And everybody you could tell was they all had amazing resumes. And this actress was looking around the room and, and there were five of us. And she started laughing. And someone said, what are you laughing about? And she said, because at this point in the game, it's just about if they like chocolate or vanilla That's or right. strawberry. She said, we're all brilliantly talented. And she said, and isn't it nice that as we, we can do, but, and so that's kind of my feeling. Yeah. I would never ask somebody if they booked a job. No, it's a weird feeling. 
probably because I did book it. So no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm usually extraordinarily happy for anybody working. Right. But I think social media is kind of a tacky place unless you're announcing. If you're announcing it, that's great. But you know, if it's or like... if there's a deadline article right. about it, or if there's something about that, I, I, that's fine. Yeah. But I think these cryptic things, people have to stop now. I want to get back to you. Okay. Jesus. Oy. Um, Oy is right. So this was a huge week. Not only were you away on the cruise getting the coronavirus, but <laughs> it was your birthday. Oh, Christ. Uh, it was your birthday. Yes. I'm in a hazmat. Hazmat yourself. You, no, I'm a hazmat uniform every oh, time right. I see you. Um, for 14 days at least. Um, so it was your birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have admitted on this podcast that I have never seen Picard. Or right. any of the Star any Treks. Trek. Any Treks. And I've gotten a lot of very nasty feedback about that, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, nobody's been nasty about it. But I got to watch Picard this week. Oh, good. And the big news is, spoiler alert, mm. you did. I did. Well, you- it's sci-fi. But as far as the- we know, I am dead. Well, American Horror Story. I right. was killed and then I came back as a ghost. Right. Um... Much like my career. Uh, but no, I have to tell you, I was so incredibly moved. Shout out to Jerry Ryan, too, who's brilliant. Everybody is so good on that show. It's good. And, but you, my friend, I literally, I I felt such pride in it. just watching you. You are so good. Thank you, honey. And they were lucky to have you. You were quelling as the juice. I was quelling. Uh, I will, and my God, how did it feel to die? Um, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> you know, and I, I've been doing a lot of interviews around it and trying to be Pollyanna, but, you know, no one likes to not be included on an ongoing hit series, so it took, uh, it took a couple of months to kind of adapt to the idea but it did free my work up in a way because I was like well I'm going to be gone I might as well just go bold or go home and I did make bigger choices in terms of uh, that I that I normally would not have done in a first uh, year series because I think people get a little safe about that yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was a really good lesson for me and I'm grateful for that but um and you know then I was a part of the whole launch and it was all a secret and so you know, uh, now that it's really over, meaning I can talk about being dead and everyone's having the reaction. Was to it, it hard doing the press uh, around the premiere and stuff when you knew what the outcome was? No, I, I, uh, I decided to go on the fun journey as opposed to the like pain journey. You always do, my friend. Mm, sometimes I burn the house down. <laughs> yes, but you but do I decided, it in a fun way. <laughs> I decided not to burn the house down and and feel super excited about what. I got to do because it was a great arc and the people I got to work with and, you know, just there, there were so many positives about it that I could celebrate and, and who wouldn't want to be a part of that kind of rollout, which was yeah. so much fun. And I'm a Trek fan and I, I'm a fan of this show and I'm going to keep watching it every Thursday because I love it and my friend Jerry Ryan is in it and my friend Patrick Stewart's in it and I have Michelle Hurd and all these people I Those love. Those people are going to go places. Evan, I mean, all you. these people I love. So Well, I'm did supporting. you see me geek out a little bit with Evan yesterday? I mean, how adorable is he? He's super adorable. I know. That was my birthday yesterday, drinks at the Abbey. FYI, people. Well, the Abbey. You weren't invited. <laughs> um, but yeah. The, the so, Abbey should, should so, that's free. That's yeah. free. Free ad for the Abbey. Okay. But no, I mean, it was, uh, 
it was an interesting experience. I've never had to do that on camera before, the dying part. So. Oh, I've died. I've died so many times. Yeah. Well, you, I should have called you. You should have. Um, um, but today is uh, Super Tuesday Part Two, apparently. Uh-huh. And today, and that to pivot back to politics, I think it could all be done at this point after today. Do you? I do because I feel like. My God, so much changed. So much changed while I was oh. on that ship. It was Super Tuesday. We're in the middle of the sea. So are you guys getting, I mean, you, you obviously have Wi-Fi. Slow so you're getting, internet. Oh, because I was going to start texting you at one point. I had slow internet, but we, uh, Kate Mulgrew, uh, who was the captain on, on Voyager, had a suite and she invited the entire cast, meaning everyone on the ship that were actors, to come for a party and we watched the results in the middle of the sea. It was very weird. Uh, and it felt kind of nice to not be on land. I bet. You know, um, but yeah, a lot, a lot changed last week mm-hmm. with politics. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of happy about it. You know, coalescing is a good thing when you're fighting a demon. That's true. Um, who's, who's, well, uh, let's just say, I, let's just say, I hope he keeps shaking people's hands. <laughs> When he's in his rallies, shake away. Isn't he a huge germaphobe? He's a germaphobe and he's, um, well, I don't think he believes in science. So this is going to be a really interesting year. Well, I think, um, I will say this. We we can stop talking about it after this because we have to get to our brilliant guest. Um, I think the uh, media is really going overboard with it. And I think the worst thing, I think we just need to continue along the path that we're on and we need to keep washing our hands and we need to, but I, I, it's literally every time you turn on the news or you open your phone, there's something. And I think people are getting, I don't think uh, scare tactics are the best way to deal with this. I agree with that. Having said that, when was the last time Italy shut its doors? Johnny, I'm not saying it's not terrifying. Okay. I'm not saying we need we need to be very aware of right. it. We need to be super vigilant about it. Right. But I do think that, you know, uh, unfortunately I find it very comforting looking at the interviews with people who are like, yeah, we have it. We're fine. Right. But you only need to really be concerned if you have... If you're elderly. Yes, or have an underlying condition and stuff like that. But having said that, we do need to be vigilant. And we do... If you are feeling sick, I would try and avoid people. I I, I do anyway. I don't... If I'm sick, I I do not go to... Unless it's a shoot and they want me there no matter what. But do you always tell them? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. If I'm sick, absolutely. Because I'm like, I don't want to get someone... I, I have... I have friends that are uh, immune compromised that have AIDS or whatever. And I, I'm I not going to be around them. I know people who are in the middle of chemo yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not going like, to no. endanger their lives. I don't even do that if I've got a tickle or the slightest. Right. I'm like, no, I am staying away from. Or people. you let them know and you let them choose to like deal with you, right? Be like, I'm sick right now, so it's on who you. Who doesn't want to deal with us, though? I mean, come on. They would gladly take our germs. Exactly, because we get are on this lip. <laughs> <laughs> we are fun. fun. Speaking Speaking of fun, can we talk about what what we're about to experience? Well, uh, our next guest is uh, Laura Bertolt, who is a good friend of mine, and she is funny and smart and uh, a ray of light. Uh, and God, it sounds like you're describing me. <laughs> Not really. Okay, uh, go on <laughs> when you uh, hear her. And she knows a shit ton about politics, so today, that's Super Tuesday Part 2, is a great day to talk to Laura. All right, so let's do that when we come back. When we come back. 
guys. It's Tara. And Jonathan. Oh, God, we're cute. We're back. Uh, we are back, and we're better than ever. And how lucky for us that we have a wonderful guest today who I'm actually kind of pissed off at. You told me that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you just in, met her. I know, but in doing research on her, and I'm pretending like she's not sitting a foot away from me. Right now. <laughs> That's a no, I can laugh. And, and we go, all have drinks. Laughter. We all have um, cocktails in hand. Cocktails? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Cocktails? <laughs> we all have cocktails in hand. Don't. I, I've had my third. Don't. I won't go there. Anyway, uh, so in doing research on this woman, I became angry uh, at how fabulous she is <laughs> and how. I think you're supposed to be empowering women, and you made me feel like crap last night, and I'm so angry with you. So I literally, yeah, as I was going to sleep, I'm like, there's got to be something that I've done that she hasn't done. You've never been on ALF, or who's the boss? Anyway, (laughs) but I am going to tell you a little bit about this wonderful woman. Uh, Our guest today is Laura Bergtholt. Did I say it right? You did not, but that's okay. Say it. Laura Bergtholt. It's a hard name. So there's no you. There is no you. There's no but, you. There's okay. no you and me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was so deep. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Laura. Lara. Lara. Correct. Like, like Dr. Shabako. If you yes, remember that. Lara's far back. theme. Yes, that and is I'm where Tara. Well, I also so, have a yes. theme in Gone with the Wind. It's called Tara's theme. Yes. It's when you're we burning. We both have our themes. We do have our themes. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna So tell... now we have even more in common than you we knew really before. Do. We really do. Yeah, we do. And God, she's winning me over. <laughs> Damn you, it. you mispronounced her name because yeah, yeah, yeah. you copied Norman on his podcast. I did copy Norman. A little I bit. never correct people when they're pronouncing my name did, because does Norman, it is impossible. Does Norman not pronounce your name right either? Kind of. Not. See, we Kinda followed not. his pronunciation. Now, let me yeah. I get Tara all the time, which yeah. drives me crazy. And I usually don't. I if I'm like I'm never going to see you again in my life. I don't correct them. I don't correct people even when they're my best friends because it just feels uh, awkward. Yeah. I don't care. I really don't care. Call me whatever you like. I'm here. Well, last night I was calling you something very different. (laughs) But I want to tell people about you, and I want them to feel as less than as I did. Uh, You are – I'm just going to read the bio. You're going to be so bored by how fabulous you are. (laughs) You are a principal partner at Rally, which is a campaign communication strategist with a wealth of experience in positions such as political and communication strategist – Philanthropic advisor, presidential senior campaign advisor, and PAC director. I'm so annoyed. Uh, <laughs> you, don't even Lara, know a, you don't even know what a PAC is, do you, Tara? Um, yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, go look. What is it? <laughs> it's a political action committee. I, really? Yeah. Yeah. Y- I do you know told that. me you don't know politics, so I felt of I need to tell I'm you. I'm not a complete idiot. Okay, well, you're you're well, doing compared well compared to what's yeah. your name. I am. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, you, you have just done about everything. No, I'd like to think there's still <laughs> some things I can do in my life, <laughs> um, but I have like created sort of a little bit of a unique. Hollywood and politics hybrid career. That you create, not that you many really created that. You, they, that. That didn't exist until you came to town. Well, I think a lot of people started in DC and thought, oh, I could be an advisor to a rich person yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll move to LA. There are lots of people like that. I think I started in LA at 20 and built it through this Hollywood Women's Political Committee, which introduced me to the Washington world. I spent a little time in Washington, but mostly I've been cultivating 
uh, political progressives in the entertainment industry for my career. So I kind of started from the L.A. version, which is unusual. That is unusual. Because I don't really know what I'm talking about. I just pretend and play a good game and so everyone became convinced yeah, I kind right. of yeah. you're Wonder Woman I told you I told you she I always I always run into <laughs> you I always run into you in like I, I at think the supermarket at the supermarket where we, we were neighbors for a long time but at, at very critical moments like the Kerry election yes and I ran into you in the supermarket and she's like my, my, my savior I'm like are we gonna win she's like Ohio's looking good and then of course we lost but <laughs> I don't talk but, about well, who's gonna win or lose anymore because no I, well it's terrible God. God, it's so sad. Terrible. Yeah. It's scary. But you but you were also like to me uh, a ray of light in that in so many ways cuz I love you but just you you remain so positive in light of the hell we're living through. You managed to be happy and and do all this like I we're going to dig into the the stuff you're working on but you're doing great work for well, the world, you know? I do love that I get to do what I love to do that helps the world every day, that has, like, that fills me, um, so that when the anxiety and dread about what's happening in our world starts to drain that out, I have, mm-hmm. like, a, a, you know, it's like my cup is full. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, um, I think you can't do the work that I do and not be optimistic because it's really kind of impossible to get up and get yourself dressed and go to the office if you don't think you're going to be able to accomplish anything. Um, but I have a almost 12 year old son now, and he uh, and I worry, you know, the anxiety and dread. So tequila, and what I like to call um, the Trump pill, which is uh, my little cocktail of sometimes Ativan, but mostly Indian. <laughs> I said to my doctor, like, I need these things to get me through the next hopefully only four years. And he was like, here's a triple prescription. Oh, my God. Because oh. it just it's hard. It's, a, you know, you lie awake at night thinking about all the terrible things. And it's it's very hard. So um, wow. thank do you, you for saying over- I'm positive because you are. No, you, but literally. do you get overwhelmed sometimes? Oh, 100 percent. OK, good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody who isn't. And if you kind of aren't, you're not in the world and living and breathing and understanding what's happening Mm -hmm. right now because it's Mm -hmm. pretty terrifying. I even stopped watching the news because I'm like, I can't. I can't. And I'm still anxiety ridden. even not watching the news. Because it's contagious. It is. You feel like you run into people wherever and there's people, especially with friends that are like minded. Right. Yeah. You, You just not to mention holidays, going to see family and having to discuss things that are happening. Well, from our democracy falling apart and the idea of democracy falling apart across the world to like the world, the world to, you know, I, the, the experience of driving to school, to my son's school and work and um, driving by homeless people every day. It's just like from the macro to the micro, it's It's everywhere. And it's hard to, you know, there's no way to like turn your head away. And you know, and if people don't live in LA, I mean, I'm sure other big cities have this issue, but don't ha- haven't you found our town to have the homeless situation has grown so fast in the past year? Or I two? mean, yeah, I mean, we've had 17 percent growth in homelessness in Los Angeles County this year, and the surrounding counties around us have had 45 percent homeless growth because they haven't had the policies that we've already had in place to try to, um, you know, to try to manage the, the growth and also to get people into supportive housing that we've been doing for the last p- couple of years. But it's so fast that affordable housing problems are so big that so many p- new people are entering into in, into homelessness that you can't keep up. Can you demystify this for us? Because I, I have arguments with friends that are really educated who have theories that w- one friend swears to me that other states bus people in. Is, <laughs> yeah, it, is that big myth? Is that OK? 
I'm talking about someone really, can, really smart. I will not drop the I name. Can I have that person's name? No, no. Okay, it's so I'm just going to go. So then the same people that think that um, Democrats are taking buses full of undocumented people to the polls to vote falsely. Wait, that's and, not true? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. To, to the, it's the same people who are thinking that we're busing people from one city to another. There are proposals to offer vouchers that if you have a relative that will take you in, we will send you to that relative. Okay. But part of the reason these a lot of those folks are especially chronically homeless is that they have mental health and substance right. abuse issues, and their families have somewhat said no more. So you can't just be bused to a city that your family lives in and hope for the best when you get there. You have to have had some sort of agreement, and those are limited. I mean, the, the truth is the there are some hard facts about what we have to do. It involves spending a lot of money to build supportive housing units that have wraparound mental health and drug abuse services. That's what keeps people – that's what gets people off the street and what keeps people indoors. That's for your chronic – um, right. homeless problem. And then what we call the economically homeless, which are people who miss a rent check or a mortgage payment right. because of various things and are in and out of homelessness. You know, from, What's the percentage of those people? It's, it's about 50% yeah. in LA wow. County right now. I mean, the folks who are living in, in um, RVs on my street. Yep. Um, and those are, you know, those are folks that took the very last dimes they had. They're not busing anywhere. They're buying a vehicle that they can live in. Right. And that they can keep their stuff in, and so they were just they were just pushed out of the out of the the market of rental, any of it. They had they didn't have insurance. They had a healthcare issue that came oh up. I mean, there's about a million things that that cause people to feel on the bubble, and then they they fall off the. And then, of course, off. gay kids running away from home. That's of an issue. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, what is that organization you're working for now? Uh, so Work, United yeah. Way LA's Everyone In campaign, which we helped to um, create, which for the last couple of years has been helping to educate people in Los Angeles County about the problem mm -hmm. and about the solutions. Which what are the solutions? Yeah, what are they? So the solution. So we voted to tax ourselves in LA city and county with H and HHH. We have to. We're going to have to do that again. Um, to update that, we have um, provided for it was ten thousand supportive housing units. It's it's with costs of building those things. It's now in the eight thousands, um, numbers of units, and we're and because there's so much, the increase has continued. We're probably going to have to um, tax ourselves again for that. You know, mm -hmm. there will have to be some proposal for that. We also have to understand with the state and the federal government how to um, provide for affordable housing. Uh, and right now you see cranes all over the city of L.A. I know. Building luxury housing. And I, I, by the way, can you get to work at, with the crazy traffic no, in L.A. It's, because it's, of that? How, who approves these things in one night? It's like... Well, it's, and this is the thing. is that seven years ago, we wanted to get Netflix and all of these businesses mm. to come into Hollywood. And there was a plan to gentrify mm -hmm, Hollywood. It's mm -hmm. not what they would have called it, but... Um, and so we did that, and the exchange for that was we're going to build housing for your employees in our, you know, in and around Hollywood. So we took up all the available lots to do that. We 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 approved those those permits to allow for that, but we didn't, you know, it's it's much better for a developer without any other income sources right. to build luxury housing than it is right. to build affordable housing. So we have to supplement that with state and federal dollars. And right now we have no federal dollars. <laughs> federal dollars. And, and yeah. you know, are getting some help from the governor. But That's it's so... And it's long-term. Part of the problem is we got to convince people that, and they everyone cares about solving this problem, but we got to convince them that you got to care now. You got to do the things to help right. people from stop people from dying on our streets. But we also have to invest in a five and ten year horizon. Right. And people don't like 
plans and proposals and solutions that are taking that long. They yeah, don't have they that. It, you know, everyone has tomorrow. the I want it now thing. Do you think the city government is doing enough? I think the city government is committed to solving this problem. Okay. I think it becomes very hard when numbers come out that are increased to stay the course of the plan that we all agreed to, which was to, you know, build these supportive housing units and push real hard to get them done. The the right to shelter conversation starts to come where people think, well, we'll just build temporary shelters. But if we take all that money away from the long-term supportive housing units and start to build shelters... That's where New York got to where New York is, right. which is that there is no long-term solutions. There's only people moving in and out of shelters all the time. Yeah, you don't want that. Okay, and what do we do time. about the homeless that are mentally ill? So there's a lot of great there's a lot of great programs that are dealing with that. There's this program that um, someone developed in Italy that they're bringing or they're bringing over to L.A. There's, um, I mean, it's really a one to one solution. First of all, it's understanding the data. It's knowing where literally in a in a ten block grid you have people who have are experiencing mental health problems who are living there, and then it's street teams who are spending time building trust with those people, and that takes time. So it's maybe weeks until they'll start talking to you. And then there's more weeks until they'll accept food from you. And then there's more weeks. And then you get to the place where you can help them with medication. You can get them to see a doctor. Once they're stabilized on medication, often you can get them into a supportive housing unit. But that's that kind of investment of time. Yeah. And again, it's not something that happens overnight. It doesn't happen. We know it works. It right. is working. We just got something like 12,000 people indoors Last year, are you kidding? No, we did. Wow. We really did. That's amazing. But the uh, the amount of newly so Wonder Woman again. The amount they're of all newly staying, houseless. They're all staying in her house. house. <laughs> <laughs> that Wonder Woman has put them all up in her house. It's, you know, it's not enough to keep up with the need, and that's what gets everybody freaked Scary. out. Scary. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. It, it is a uh, it is an issue that you drive by every day and you just feel like you shit. You can't about. ignore it. Yeah. You just you, you just can. feel like what can I do? You know. Yeah. I mean, Kyle and I go through our closet in the winter and get our coats and and go and meet them and deliver them things. But you think that's just like not even a band aid. Yeah. You know? Not even. Well, sweetie, not all homeless are size two. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna take a break. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or a really bitchy slap. That's no, a really bitchy slap. Um, come on, it's me, honey. Oh, honey. Um, we're gonna take a, a quick break um, and come back and get annoyed at how wonderful she is again. <laughs> when we come back, Laura talks to us about Eli, her son, and what it's like to be a single mother by choice in the age of Trump. So we're back with Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, you made a decision at some point in your life, in your busy saving the planet life, that you wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. So tell tell us about like how you got to that place. You're not married. You decided to raise uh, a child on your own. And what's it been like to be a mom in this time? In this time. Um, Out so, of Anna and tequila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was near 40 and had dated my share of people I didn't really want to raise children with and came to the conclusion uh, that what I really, really wanted was to be a mom. But I didn't really want to be a mom with a husband that I didn't really want to really right. like. So um, a friend of mine in D.C. actually had just reconnected with had – um, what they call, you know, was a single mother by choice, which just got a sperm donor. She cooked her baby and, you know, there there she was, mom. And I thought, well, that's the, my solution. What a great solution. And uh, 
So I like took long walks. I went to Kauai. I drank champagne and went through the binder of choices of you my mean sperm baby grinder. donor. <laughs> baby grinder. And I came up with this just the greatest 20-year-old sperm donor you've ever seen. And when I got home, he was sold out. So mean, uh, he tapped out. Tapped out. Just <laughs> the greatest sperm donor. So everyone was like, I want that sperm. So anyway, so... long and short of it, pregnant, my had a baby. 12 years this Christmas Eve. Oh. Um, Eli, you gave birth on Christmas born, Eve. I did. Because she's, uh, it's the baby Jesus. She is. She she is the story is yeah, Jesus. And he looks so much like me that it does sometimes make me wonder whether there is like, I don't, I'm not a religious person, but there is some sort of weirdly divine conception yeah. part. Um, it is a emotionally fantastic journey. Um, the the hard part, I think, is hard for anybody who's a parent. Um, the hard parts are when he's sick at night and I don't have anybody else to run to the mm -hmm. drugstore. But luckily, there are delivery services. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, there's nothing that I – sorry, I just saw that my phone was ringing, but it's not. I don't. It's a Norman. You're not Norman Lear. No. <laughs> you don't get to pick up. Um, uh, oh, now I need to know can you who hear it, it is. It's no, so it's annoying. It, it'll end. Uh, so, so I'll start again so you can – no, no, no. Okay. So uh, anyway, so he's he's a really great person, and it is an incredible um, satisfaction to me that I've helped to guide this really great person to the world because that's kind of how I see it. But um, but raising him in this time is hard. He, I keep a lot of what I do away from him. I wondered about that because yeah. I've seen him with a sign that really funny uh, the, the comb over. Poster. Yeah. Was that the Women's March? Yeah. Yeah. So cute. I mean, he's a political person, um, and I, I, he's in a school that I chose, which has uh, social justice curriculum engaged in it. But I, I do a lot of gun work. I did some work with Sandy Hook families when he was little. Um, I work on abortion and sexual assault and homelessness. And right. Like, for the most part, it's really hard to talk about that with your little kid, and so mm -hmm. I don't. And I'm really careful not to talk about it when he's around. But um, but we got to the election in uh, three years ago, and he um, and we went to bed not knowing, or he went to bed not knowing what the outcome was going to be. And in the morning, uh, when we woke up, and I said that Hillary Clinton had lost, he wept so hard, uh. and really had all these ideas, like I was going to get arrested on the street for, sure. oh my god, you know, because I think he'd heard about. Um, undocumented people, right. parents getting arrested. And so he, you know, conflated that. And they're just, he had all kinds of fears. He certainly has a lot of fears about climate change. And I learned to say to him what you want to say as a parent, which is it's going to be okay. And, you know, through collective action, we can make change mm -hmm. around this and all those things. He finally just looked at me and said, you're not hearing me. It's really scary. We may not have a planet in 30 or 40 years. That's and right. what are we doing about it now? Because if you don't say to me that you recognize that fear, you're not seeing me. So I've had to oh, say God. to him that I recognize his fears. Yeah. Fears around gun violence, which sure. he has had because there was a shooting across the street from his school. And addressing that stuff re for real, you know, I mean, it's pretty And we didn't have to deal with this shit mm -hmm. when we were younger. No. We had – there were built-in things that were just – we knew we were fine. Yeah. yeah. And – I can't imagine what it's like being a 12-year-old today. There's a lot of anxiety. A lot. There's a lot of kids who are like dealing with it, so massive anxiety. Oh and depression. God. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. And he'll sometimes see me being anxious and come up to me and say, I think you need a hug. And, oh. Oh my and you're God. like, no, I need some tequila. <laughs> Go and pour mommy as if one kid. <laughs> That's why I'm not, I'm not a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I do. I do do that. And it's just part Go of make the. Mommy yeah. Make mommy a drink with some Trump pills thrown in for thrown good in measure. For the cocktail yes. mixture. Yes. Oh. Wow. Yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging. But, but I also think great. I also think if we're, we're all going to be saved, it's going to be because kids like him are getting into gear. I mean, he went, he took the day off and stroke, went to a strike downtown on a, on a climate strike day. And then when Greta Thunberg was in yes. town, he went downtown with sign to support her. And, you know, and he he learns about stuff in a way I never did through God knows what on YouTube, but right. he's getting the information. And, you know what? You know, I, I, I literally, the first time I felt just a little bit better about gun control was because of the Parkland kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, they are the future. They are, I just hit the microphone. Ooh. Hmm. Um, they're amazing. And they make me go, it, it, okay. Yeah. It will eventually get to, well, let's get rid of all these other assholes. Yeah. But these are – this is our future, you know? We produced their first summit last – this summer, this last summer, uh, which was – Rally did? Rally. rally, uh, The 300 chapter leaders from around the country coming together for three days in in Houston. I made them go to the Houston Airport Hotel because I figured they could get in no trouble there, and it was true. (laughs) Um, They thought it was really boring, but I was like, that's that's the the point." Because they're like 13 to 19, and I thought, oh, my God, I really can't. I'm a, the oldest person in the room. Um, they, but by the way, we they love you, Houston. Yeah. Say we love the Houston. Oh, we love we the do. Houston. But you could get in trouble at that age at any hotel. For yeah. sure. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I also made sure there were plenty of condoms in the gift shop. a so. girl. Atta girl. I remembered when I was, uh-huh. you know. Anyway, they were great. They were incredibly inspiring. And we were just there to facilitate their genius. Their journey. Um, they talk about systems political systems in a way that I think I didn't understand until, you know, a few years ago. And um, so they're trying to think about how to shift the system, not just, you know, push around the edges. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to do it. I mean, there's there's certainly way more movement in the past two years. Than That's there has what I'm been talking in the about. Past Twenty, I, exactly. I mean, and they were exceptional off the blocks. Like off, the day yeah. after the shooting, yep. I was like, "Who trained these kids to be able to speak so eloquently?" Right? on, yeah. on these issues, because they, they know, because yeah. they all they're speak and they're all speaking about their own experience. It's right. not like they're talking about anything. And then they became educated about larger gun policy work. But they're super smart. The whole thing they did with the uh, the tags, right? Oh, the, yeah. the toe tags, they call them, the, yeah. uh, at the morgue. And they wore yeah. them with the amount of money. How much NRA money is going to candidates, and that basically is is the worth of their lives. Because mm. those people are voting no on everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very sobering. Yeah, it's very, very sobering. Let's have another drink. <laughs> I believe the children are our future. <laughs> I do believe. The Teach children them are well our future. and let them lead the way. I think we need a little tequila break and come back uh, and and talk some more hopeful things. That'd be nice. Okay, we'll be right back. So when we come back, we are going to discuss what it's going to take to turn things around. Hi, we're back, and um, we're going to talk hopeful, aren't we? Yeah, I mean. Let's talk what we, what do you think we can, what are we going to do this year? What what are we, how are we going to get our own house in order? How are we all going to get behind one candidate and come together and, you know, 
get someone in office that we can work with. God, if I knew the answer with, to that, you don't then know. we'd all be in great shape. I will tell you this. I worked this year with a woman, Chanel Miller, who was raped by Brock Turner mm-hmm. on the Stanford campus, mm-hmm. released a statement that went viral, a victim statement, and five years later has now released her book, uh, Know My Name, under her own name. Mm. She is an unbelievable human. She's done a lot of work on herself to sort of um, uh, sort of deal with her trauma and get through her anger and, you know, depression and all the issues that come along with that. And she's still, you know, manages those things, but she's in general sort of a very positive, optimistic person. And I, I, I've – my experience with her has made me think about the election in this way. This period of time is our, like, hate, terrible, terrible time. Mm-hmm. But what will emerge is a candidate. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that they are going to start to spell out a vision for what America should be and can be again. And it's going to be exciting. Whether or not it's our perfect candidate, we're going to – It won't be. It's going to be no. 180 degrees right. from from this guy we got now. And so I think – I think all of that is going to help us get there. And I'm going to be really clear with people who aren't getting there that they better fucking get there now. Yes, get there now. Because I don't really have a ton of time for whiners in that environment. God, isn't that the truth? No. But I think there's plenty – like I think all of that has to settle now. And I think the truth is that our candidates are getting stronger and stronger by the attacks. Not – you know, I don't want them to be vicious. Right. Right. But that battle. The challenge. That battle is strengthening them. Mm -hmm. What we don't want it to do is last until August. No. And – you know, and and tear this country apart. I Do saw Don Cheadle on Sunday at the ACLU dinner, and he said, "I um, am a single issue voter." And someone said, "Well, what's your single issue?" And he said, "Getting Donald Trump out of office." Agreed. I don't mm-hmm. care anything more, and I think that's a great way to say it. Like, I will be for whoever, and that when that person emerges, that story will start to grow on its own. Because the, the the dichotomy, the differences are, I mean, of any of our candidates. Are stark compared to him. Well, I think, I think he's got a solid thirty-five percent that are that are not never going to go away. Sure. Right? But there is that fifteen percent or so that don't you think they're they're, they're going to get fatigued at that point at some point of him? Yes. Yes, but we have to offer them something that they want to be for and not against. Correct. And it'll get tricky. I mean, I'm not a huge Bernie Sanders fan, but um, but if it's Bernie Sanders, it's going to be tricky because those people are going to have a whole list of things that they're against Bernie Sanders on already in their minds. Right. So you have to overcome. You have to work to overcome that by getting all of the the young people. Like you have, you know, there will be new constituencies mm-hmm. that we have to push to get everybody out. Mm-hmm. Young people still are only voting at like, you know, even their big numbers when they come out are still not as much as they could be. So if there's a candidate like that, we're going to have to be Bernie bros to get everybody we're out have on to the be street. Bernie we're going to have to do it. Yeah. Okay. How but do we get, point. how do we get those kids to vote? What do we need to do? So there's a couple things. I'm on the board of Rock the Vote. So um, we've learned. Of course she is. <laughs> She's on every board of every planet. Are you a superhero? You're not telling uh, us? No. Okay. Although I like to wear a costume I, on You like Halloween. to wear a cape? <laughs> you like to wear a cape? I'm good with the cape on Halloween. Um, <laughs> Just on Halloween, be honest. Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. <laughs> I, um, so the Rock the Vote discovered that um, what young people, they get the like, urgency. They get the coolness. They get the it's hot, 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 and you can rock the vote. Then they tr- cannot figure out how to uh, download, print out, sign, and put a stamp on and go to a post office box to get their voter registration card in. Because in a lot too many states, you still have to do that. 
So you need real instructions for them. So your social media has to say, first you print, then you sign, then you go to the ATM and press stamps. You know, it's like they don't know. They don't play their pay their bills by using stamps. That's so true. what is it like? They don't know. And it stops them from doing it. And then same with voting. You don't have to worry about the whole ballot. Right. Or here's the places that you can get information because they think I'm going to sound stupid. I'm going to look stupid. No, I'm that's, a, sound... that's a big issue. It's a big issue. So Kyle and I have it's a lot much of... more that than it is that we have to make it sound like a cool sex. We thing. have a lot of young friends because, you know. You're cool in here. We work out. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them don't vote. And a couple of really close friends of ours that we met this way, uh, you know, came out to us as non-voters. And I was like, I'll help you. And they were so stressed out. Yeah. About the wording on the ballot. What does that mean? Why? It was overwhelming for As them. if they're going to be right or wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But there the is they... no right or wrong. And no one cares But it's easy to. To I make sort of like throw it away. Sure. To be like, this is too much work. Sure. I don't yeah, want to because know. nobody wants to go in and do the research and they no. don't want to look at the different. Yeah. Go well, on. I take your voter. I do a ballot. voter voter guide. I always take a voter guide. Friends. Your voter guide is my voter guide. You need to send it to me. I will. I will it's send good. It to you. I it always works. I always write you every year. Voter guide. Well, please. I used to do it for clients, and then I started doing it for friends because the truth is, and I what I do is basically say, here's this: the yes vote has this; these organizations endorsing it. The no vote has these. So you right. can kind of go, well, I like the ACLU, but I don't like you mm-hmm. know. And then you make your decision based on that. So it's sort of doing the research for you and putting it in one place. I need to. Be and on then that sometimes list. I'm just like vote for the Democratic candidate for president. I just don't care. Down the line. <laughs> one vote. That's one all vote. you need to do. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah. If the Republicans came up with a really amazing candidate, would you vote Republican? They would have to be amazing and pro-choice. They would have to be amazing and pro-immigration reform in the ways that I think don't penalize people from being brown and black in this country. They would have to be not oh. racist. Uh, they would have to, I mean, it's hard to say because the Republican Party is now something it's not, different it's, even than it was a few years right. ago. I was raised by Republicans and this this is not even close yeah. to what the Republican Party used to be. It would be hard for me to get there. But I think and I'm always guessing that there would be a Democratic candidate that I'd like better. But uh, so, yeah, probably not. OK. Okay, I'm pretty. I'm I'm not against people doing that. I'm just saying, like when you have the things that you care about, it's Mm -hmm. really it's hard to say you're going to jump over and um and vote on the other party line. Mm -hmm. But you know, people do, and it's great. I mean, if that person was running against Trump, you sure would. Sure, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Now I have another question. Yes, I'm sure you've heard often that uh, there are a lot of people out there who believe that Hollywood in general should stay out of politics. I'd love to hear your feelings on that. So uh, every two years, mostly four, but every two years, I get calls from uh, the Washington Post and the New York Times and the reporters who are doing the money and politics beat. And they want to know what's happening in money and politics in Hollywood and what's happening, you know, who's who's going to who's giving to who and what are the big fundraising events? And then they call me sort of cyclically. I think I have a, a time to speak with the Washington Post reporter in the next week even. And it's... Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, I don't think they cover Wall Street money. I certainly don't think they cover oil and gas money. I don't think they cover big industry money like they right. cover this industry. So there's that. Like, it's just sexier and I get it and it is whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When it comes to um, elections where people say, if you got money from Jane Fonda, you're a communist and you should, you know, that's a terrible thing. And you shouldn't listen to what Jane Fonda has to say. Jane Fonda has been spending every Friday getting arrested on that's right. in D.C. on the climate. And she's, I don't know. 
old, lovely, She's gorgeous, hot, yeah. hot <laughs> old. It's not easy for her to stand in the cold and get arrested. Like, I don't know. It just feels like and looks people, so good doing it. Yeah. People that, denigrate people denigrate artist voice, voices. Mm-hmm. I think they do it because it uh, historically those, those voices have tended to be progressive. So mm-hmm. the denigration comes from the mm-hmm. Republicans mm-hmm. who don't have, you know, who maybe have, I don't know. Chachi. Chachi, <laughs> right, Scott Baio, and a, a couple of celebrities that they yeah. hold up occasionally. Donald Trump is their big celebrity, Porn honestly. star here or there. Right. Uh, you know, so they, they say- Baldwin. They say Hollywood, you know, actors and, and, and visible people don't have the right to say anything. They have every right, like every other citizen. They have a platform. They might as well use it for good and not mm. hawking product. Right. So, you know, I don't really see a problem with it. I think the truth is that as we've progressed through this period of time, you've seen more like Obama was a star in an, and a celebrity. Mm. And, a, you know, mm-hmm. people went to see him. They didn't need to have like mm-hmm. Bon Jovi playing beforehand. Right. Yeah. And um, that was great. That's a good turn that we're having um, such exciting candidates that we don't sort of need the that to draw a crowd. Mm-hmm. But I still think the platform that people have, you know, everyone should be responsible for their their voice and their audience. And if they want to speak about stuff, they should speak about it. I think they're scared of us. They are. Because I Sure. Because actually No one has the why why scared? I'm with... Because I I think politicians steal from our acting craft. In other words, the the you know turning rhetoric, getting emotion out of someone—that's mm-hmm. what actors do, right? You know, and and we have built-in fan bases that uh you know either love us or well, I guess if they don't love us, they wouldn't be our fans. But we have a following of sorts as actors, no matter what level you're in. And I think that that's probably enviable to a politician. Well, you know? the Republicans also think that if you say vote for X candidate, that your fan base is going to be blindly following that. Right. I don't think that's true. That's I think it's right another information point in their mind. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Jonathan's super cool. Right. I like him. He's got my, you know, mm-hmm. Star Wars nerd vote. Mm-hmm. And if the Star Wars nerd vote is going in this direction, that might influence me a little bit. But I don't, you know, I really don't think you've ever seen an election won or lost by any, you know, any no. celebrity engagement. No. Matter of fact, <clears throat> when I was a surrogate for Obama and Hillary, they used us to go get the troops going. Like, yeah. They use the actors. Thank volunteers they, and go to, yeah, yeah they use absolutely. the actors to keep the volunteers, you know, bring some sandwiches, some peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> she just did a show. She served peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before she got murdered. Uh, <laughs> As one would do. Yeah. And it became a whole thing. Oh, yeah. Sure. Because I make the peanut butter and jelly wrong. Yeah. And she- There's, uh, th- th- I did it on both on one side. Oh, that's and not Reddit right. went crazy over this. <laughs> Someone referred to me as a psychopath. I might uh, agree with them. That seems weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come back and play a little game. Now a that game. we're a little loopy, a little game. So we'll be right back. It's quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're back. Tara keeps getting angry at me. By the way, th- the show Tara got killed in is American Horror Story. Yes. And, Which my, and my fans are Star Trek, not Star Wars. Oh, did I say that? I'm so I, sorry. I, I don't care. But, but the Star yes. Wars fans. No, will they hate do. The I'm so, Wars... I apologize no, the officially Star to fans. the Star Trek community. Yeah. The, for... Trek, the Trekkies don't care, but the, the Star Wars fans are like, no, we are not Star Trek fans. I so. don't even, I can't I don't say understand that it I know either. the difference. <laughs> it's space. Space. And, and, and so cool. And ships. Yeah. <laughs> and cool costumes. I know. I love it. Um, Are why? you done? 
Oh my God, she is so mean today. They, just for the record, they pulled out a green, like a leprechaun hat yeah. and yeah. put it on the table. I yeah. don't even know what's going to happen here, but okay. I'm a it's a little frightened. game we call. What's it called? It's <laughs> Oh little my God, did you, you know? You are drunk. I am. L- little, <laughs> little, little, little did you know? Little, it's like a rapper. You. It's a l- rapper yes, name. Little yes. did you know? So you're gonna pull a little question. I used out to of strip there. under Little Did You Know in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I pull. You pull. A piece wait, you're of already going for it. And, I appreciate. You're gonna go. pull an answer and see what comes to mind. And we'll talk about it. Out of the green leprechaun it. hat. Yeah. Okay. Read, it, read it for the audience. Okay, this is funny because when I first looked at it, I thought it said if you were incarcerated as a famous landmark. And I was like, I don't really know how that works. <laughs> if you were reincarnated as a famous landmark, which would it be? Wow. I, um, well, the one that comes to mind is the Hollywood sign because oh, Jonathan and I lived yes. under it. And uh, they were homeless. So <laughs> that's what it of. sounded like. Uh, and it's it's such an it has an amazing history. It has um, it has literally drawn tourists to this city for years, which is bizarre. <laughs> they all used to stand in the middle of my street and take pictures with their children. And I would yell at them like, do you understand this is a busy street? Yeah. Um, but it is uh, it speaks to the world mm-hmm. and it's it's, you know, it's saying something um, about Hollywood and it uh, it's it was started as a marketing sign for the Hollywood land mm-hmm. community. Um, and so it's morphed and gr- and changed over the years. And now it's sort of this beacon. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I don't know. That Which sounds Kyle, nice. wants to, Kyle wants to tear Take it, it down. down. Take down this you, wall. Oh, my you. God. Well, no. Have you been in the hood lately? Uh, ish. Okay. Not a it way. is, you guys. It is now a fire of danger. Yeah. Because oh, it's ridiculous. Last time I was coming up to the house, yeah. I was, I was. And, and the city or... won't do anything about it for the reasons you just said. Yeah. Because it's a, attracts tourists, but they need to manage that because there are people in yeah. the middle of the road, sometimes smoking. Yeah. The French. Right. <laughs> they smoke out in the sign. Yes. And you tell them no smoking, and they're like, "What?" They look at you like you're crazy, and I'm like, "The sign that says don't smoke." Um. It's gotten nuts, but I I get so I don't want to be that. Well, I will I will end with this little note. No, um, you're not leaving. No, you're not leaving. Okay. Okay. Well, well, I don't know what I will end this card. About. I will okay. end with this thing. So when I was in Arizona doing Get Out the Vote, GOTV, as we insiders mm-hmm. like to call it, um, Go TV. The no, weekend before no, the election, mm-hmm. uh, I was in a very very poor, um, looked like Mexico part of Phoenix, Arizona, and I came across a girl who she wasn't even on my voters list because I think her parents were probably undocumented. Her house butted the freeway and she and her little five-year-old friend were building uh, dirt cupcakes in the dirt yard because mm. that's what they had and i walked up to her in my hillary clinton shirt and said what are you guys doing do you know that hillary clinton is going to be our first woman president and this girl stood up and put a pumped her fist in the air and said we are climbing a mountain wow and i keep thinking about her every day because i think I, we got to win this election back for her. Yeah. Because she was five and then she'll be nine and maybe she won't think we're all horrible, hateful people. And mm. maybe, she, and she clearly is smart and great and has such a future. And can we come back to building that for her? And, you know, that's that's what we're all doing it for. So, um, Let's go, let's go climb a mountain. Let's go, go climb, climb a mountain. mountain. Thank no, you for that's being beautiful. with us Thank today. you. You're welcome. What a joy. I, I needed I, it. I needed my fix. <laughs> I just want to say that I am no longer hating you. You've <laughs> she's won a little, me over. She's a little I've won her over. You might Damn have it. gotten a co-parent. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, this woman is fabulous. I know. Okay. Um, and yeah, thank you. And pl- will you come back? And will you bring? If you're going to give me tequila when Always. I come back, we're I'll even going to add an whatever you want. Woohoo! We're not screwing around. Is yeah. there any uh, action items you want to plug? Any websites or anything? We could... No, I mean, if you live in LA, go to everyone in LA.org to sign up to um, to to end homelessness in LA. If you live in Seattle, you can go to wearein.org Great. to end homelessness in we'll Seattle. We'll put all of these. All yeah. of these. The, yep. We'll put all of them in the... Um, go buy Chanel Miller's book, Know My Name. It's really, really great. And give it to everyone you know because it's incredibly empowering. And, and if you again. don't know if you don't know her, watch watch like her, her YouTube accepting the glamour. Oh, yeah. I mean, just... Uh, so great. She's, she's fabulous and, and we need to... Support her. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for supporting us. Thank you. Now excited to have this all roll out. This is super exciting. Here we go. Here we we go. go. Let's climb that mountain. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Uh, Another smarty coming through here. I mean, isn't she fun? She's fun. She's smart. Real. Real. And she's has so much empathy and so much yeah I'm back to being annoyed by her <laughs> seriously yeah. I'm glad she's gone she's pretty terrific now what what a joy it is doing this show and mm-hmm. getting to meet these people and to listen to them and to realize it just makes me feel like I need to be doing more me too and I hope that that's true of people that are listening you know that they go oh I need to kind of step up here and yeah. it's not just you know, and let everybody else deal with it. Right. Uh, because it does. It inspires me and it makes, it's like a call to action, mm-hmm. you know? And hearing the stories of Eli and like his worries about the world, I mean, the fact that women like her are raising these wonderful children that are going to be our future makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's absolutely true. Yeah. And I, um, we're very great, we're very grateful to be doing this show right now. In this, in this, you know environment yeah. yeah and this i'm i'm very grateful to be doing it because these people are truly wonderful well honey i speaking think of truly wonderful <laughs> it's time to go it is time to go it's good seeing um, you um so truly wonderful listeners if you could do us a huge favor and go on and subscribe and write us a review and rate us yes and please if you are in one of the states voting today Get out there and let your voice be heard. Vote. And, and if you have friends who aren't going to vote, please talk to them and try and persuade them to do so. Yes. Uh, we need to make this a, a team effort. And young people, mm-hmm. uh, if, if a young person has never voted and you know this, reach out to them and say, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. What can I, can I can I walk you through it a little bit? Mm-hmm. And by the way, the, the numbers on young voters is, is not very high. No. Right now. And, uh, you know, that was the promise certain candidates made that they would be able to bring the vote out. And that has not really happened. So I'm going to keep an eye on that because that's going to And when change. we're talking about calls to action, mm-hmm. I think this needs to be one of ours, certainly. But to put it out there to people, really start talking to young people. Yes. And getting them out there. And any person who is apathetic or not going to vote or blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm I'm not even talking I'm not even talking I think all people need to vote yes. I don't care what side you're on I actually think it should be the law I, I agree with you you know that to be in this country which is right a blessing yes uh, to be in this country 
and I understand the feeling of uh, it's just me. What's that going to matter? It does matter. I mean, what if we said if you want a driver's license in America and you want it renewed every year, you have to vote. That is a part of what the bargain you're making because of dri- that ID is mm-hmm. so important to so many people, especially the kids that are drinking at 21. <laughs> they want that ID. Something that make that incentivizes people to go and vote as a have to, not a should I or shouldn't I. I'm into that. I'm into it too because there's so many countries where you're not given that. Yeah, that right, and that it's it's a beautiful thing. It's, yeah, I mean, I I still get a little choked. Up I when always I go to do. Vote. I had to vote. Well, you more so. You're yeah. an immigrant. I mean, you know? I voted by mail this this year, and um, because I've I always was, wanted to do that because I was gone. But did know? it feel like? Well, this... it was a really weird thing because I voted for for uh, Pete Buttigieg, and then while I was at sea, I I saw well while while I was gone, Pete dropped and endorsed Biden. And I thought, well, fuck. I kind of threw my vote away, even though I would have voted for him anyway because I love him. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I like the day of mm-hmm. events change the night before. You want to be fresh on your vote. I, I get super geeky excited about it. All right. And as we get closer to November, we'll start doing more and more kind of call outs to people to yes. really. Because if we can get five people that wouldn't have otherwise voted, I will feel good about life. Me too. All right. All right. You're everyone. wonderful. Thank you. We can't wait to to be back next week. Yes. Bye. Did you want to say it, Johnny? See you next Tuesday, Tara. Never gets old, does it? <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.